Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's pray. Father, my heavenly Father, Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Father, upon this nation, let the power of my Lord be great and grant us repentance. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts that we can attend unto the things which are spoken like Lydia. Turn us from the power of Satan unto God, from darkness unto light. And I ask this in the name of your holy child, Jesus. Let's turn to John 10. I want us to go to verse 35. I want us to look at this with our eyes. Jesus is talking about something, but he says a remarkable statement in the middle of this. And Jesus answered him. It says, is it not written in your law? I said, you are God's. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and notice this next phrase, and the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. Do you believe that? The scripture cannot be broken. If you believe that, you have a foundation that cannot be moved, that absolutely cannot be moved, and you have something like we used to say in Ohio, you can bet the farm on. All right? Now, if we believe that, let's go to Acts 3. I'm going to begin in verse 1. The Scripture cannot be broken. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, I love this. And if you have ever had the Spirit of God on you, you know exactly how this went about. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. Look on us. Look at me. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and he lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew it was he that sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. They all knew him. They all saw him there. Now he's up walking and dancing. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch, which is called Solomon's greatly wondering. And when Peter saw, he answered unto the people, you men of Israel, why marvel you at this? Or why look you so earnestly on us 
as though by our own power or holiness we made this man to walk. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his son Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the Prince of Life. Notice right here, he's preaching the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And killed the Prince of Life whom God has raised from the dead whereof we are all witnesses. And his name, and his name, through faith in his name has made this man strong. Look at that. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yea, the faith by which him is given him this perfect soundness. Perfect soundness. Perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Now, the name Jesus, that name, calling on the name of Jesus. We're going to look at what happens when we call on the name of Jesus, when we say in the name of Jesus why it happens. Go with me right now first to, let's go to Matthew chapter 1. Where did he get that name? Chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, because they'd have stoned her, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. You know what the name Jesus means? Did you know that the name of Jesus had a meaning? The name of Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. It means Jehovah is salvation, or it means whose help is Jehovah. Whose help is Jehovah. That's what the child Jesus' name meant. Now, go with me to Colossians 1. Let's take a look at this Jesus. What happens when we call on the name of Jesus? What happens when we invoke that name, when we're casting out a devil or healing the sick? What are we actually saying when we say that simple name, Jesus? Colossians 1.16, this is talking about Jesus. This is talking about our Messiah. It says 16, for by him, Jesus, by him, Jesus, were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him, and for him. Do you believe that? Do you believe that Jesus made everything? Do you believe that Jesus created evil? Do you believe that those evil principalities and powers that we come up against, Jesus created? He created them. He created evil. He created you. 
He created the earth you stand on. And as a little fifth grader who loves science, he created Pluto, who we just went by and said hello. He created it. Why? Let's go on. And he is before all things. All things. He is before all things. And by him, all things consist. You know why we still can stand on this earth? Because of Jesus. You know why there's gravity? We call it gravity. It's the power of God. Amen. Same thing. Same thing. You know why the, or the sun stays where it is and why the planets stay where they are? The power of God. You may call it something else, but it's the power of God. Jesus created it. 18, and he is the head of the body of the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. The firstborn from the dead. And in all things, he might have preeminence. He might have preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Now go with me to Philippians 2. He's the one that created everything. Everything that you see and you don't see, Jesus created it. It was created by him and it was created for him. Now, let's see about this man, Jesus. When we say the name of Jesus, what are we saying? Philippians 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, when he was God, he created everything. Being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, standing right there next to the Father, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men, emptied himself of all his godly ability, all his godly authority, all his ability to be everywhere at once, ability to know everything at once, ability to see everything at once, gave it all up, became a man like you and I. And being found in fashion as a man, and that means being found as a man, a man. He humbled himself and became obedient. He humbled himself. The man, the man that created everything you see, everything you don't see, humbled himself and became obedient. Obedient to who? Obedient to the Father. Became obedient to the Father. And it goes on unto death, even the death of the cross. When you say the name of Jesus, what are you saying? You are saying the, the name of the man that created everything you see and hear, everything you don't see. But you are also talking about the man who became obedient to the Father and went to the cross. You know, it says in Isaiah 52 that he was marred more than any man when he was on that cross. I want you to get a good picture of what was it like when Jesus was dying on the cross for you and I. That it was dark. Every bone of his was out of joint. So the elbow was not where the elbow should have been. The shoulder was not where the shoulder should have been. The legs, the hips, the feet was not where they should have been. Every bone was out of joint. He was in horrific pain. Why? Because your sin, because my sin, because our, our sicknesses, our diseases, our poverty, our welfare, everything that had separated us from God 
went on that one body. That one body. He died a horrific death. Why? So you and I could become sons of God. There had to be a sacrifice. And an innocent man who knew no sin became sin so you and I might be the righteousness of God. So when we say the name of Jesus, we are talking about the man who humbled himself and died on the cross. And then he went to hell and paid for our sins, suffering the lowest pit, suffering the flames of hell for us, paying for our sins. And once the father was satisfied with that sacrifice, that man was raised from the dead. That man satisfied the father, and the father raised him from the dead by his own power. The power of God in that resurrection. Jesus came out of the grave. And like I have shared before, not only Jesus, but a whole bunch came out of the grave and went into Jerusalem. That is the power of God. You know, when you say that name, Jesus, that's who you're talking about. That's the power that you're bringing up. That's the power you're invoking, the power that raised Jesus from the dead. Let's go on. Let's go to, um, let's go to Ephesians 1 real quick. Verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You know where our inheritance came from? the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And we are able to use that name. Verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? That power who is available to usward who believe. According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own hand in the heavenly places far above principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, far above ev- all principality, power, might, and dominion and every name that is named, every name that is named. Let's go back to Philippians 2. I'm going to begin in verse 9. All right, let's begin in verse 8. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, at that name, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, every knee. Every knee, God highly exalted him because of the death on the cross. God highly exalted him and gave him a name, a name above every name, above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every name. That name, Jesus, is above every name. You know that name, Jesus, is above cancer? You know that name, Jesus, is above diabetes? You know that name, Jesus, is above blindness? 
You know that name Jesus is above poverty? You know that name Jesus is above everything that has come against you? You know that name Jesus is above sin? It's above sin. That name knows how to deal with sin. It knows how to get rid of it. That name Jesus is above every name. You got something right now that's bothering you? Name it. The name Jesus is above that name. And he won that name by dying and being buried and raised from the dead. You know, I have a perfect example of this. Last week even, I woke up about midnight and I had pain in my knee. I don't get pains in the joint. And I had a pain in my knee and it hurt. It hurt. And I woke up and it was still hurting. And the Spirit of God quickened me. He said, he's, in fact, let's go to it. Let's go to John 14. I'll tell you exactly what God told me. John 14, verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also. Do you notice there's no qualification there? In other words, this works for everybody. This is for everybody. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, that's the only qualification, that you believe on the name of Jesus. And the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than he shall do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That will I do. Who does it? Jesus. In my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Jesus will do it. Jesus will do it. I woke up, that pain was there, and that's the verse that God spoke to me. He said, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. You know what I did? I said, devil, come out of my knee in the name of Jesus. And I fell asleep. I woke up about an hour and a half later. It still hurt. I said, oh, no, oh, no, devil. I spoke to, yes, I speak to devils. Devil, I said, come out of that knee in the name of Jesus. You know, I fell asleep, woke up another hour and a half later. It was gone. Amen. It was gone. Hasn't been there since, and it's not coming back either. Amen. It's not coming back. Do you know that name is available to you? You know, it has nothing to do with what you have done. It has nothing to do with how you feel. It has nothing to do with your circumstances. What does it have to do with? That Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again. And that word that cannot be broken, cannot be broken, says that if you call on the name of Jesus, that has to go. Every knee has to bow. Every knee. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.